Blog Talk Radio. Colin Watson, the HC Diet Coach, and this is Blog Talk Radio, and we're coming to you live here from Hermosa Beach, California, a beautiful day here in Hermosa Beach, uh, nothing but sun and, and a little bit of patchy, patchy clouds, but a beautiful day, and uh, welcome to the show. We have a short show today. It's only going to be 60 minutes. I know it sounds, <laughs> I say short because normally you have a 90-minute call, but I wanted to cover um, briefly, uh, phase three, a little bit about phase three. So I know, I know that uh, there's some people in the challenge that we moving into uh, phase three, those that uh, did the short phase, um, maybe next week. And I know that myself, uh, being on my 21-day challenge, will be going into phase three. But what will be really unique about my, my journey on phase three is that I will be spending it in the Caribbean. And uh, so I'm going to show you, I'm going to go over a couple of uh, tips and tricks that Jay and I have implemented um, already pre-planning to make sure that we, uh, make sure at least that my uh, trip, uh, I come back the same way that I left. (laughs) And that's that's the goal. So um, I like to do a sound check uh, just to make sure everybody can hear me. Um, So if you are online, just hit one on your phone, it'll put your hand up. Um, and that will let me know that uh, audio is good and we can proceed. So just go ahead and hit the pound sign or the one sign on your on your line, and it should light up. Not seeing any hands here. Let me just do a check, a sound check here. Uh, let's see. 805-975, can you hear me? 805-975, can you hear me? All right, hands went up. Okay. All righty, hand went up. Great. All right, guys, so we're going to talk a little bit about phase three and mastering phase three. Uh, I'm going to kind of, the reason why I do this, because every, if you listen to my podcast, you'll know that every several months I like to go back to basics because really there's new people coming to the protocol all the time. And if you're new and if I don't really cover the basics, then you're kind of, you know, finding out all the, all the great stuff about the protocol and hearing everybody's success stories but you don't really get to understand, you know, how they got there and what they need to do to implement that. I also wanted to kind of give you an update on how I'm doing on my uh, my 21-day challenge. Originally, it was going to be a 26-day challenge, but as you can see, my, my 50th birthday vacation is coming up here next week, actually a week from yesterday, um, will land me right smack into my 26th day, and I definitely don't want to be flying to the Caribbean um, with HG and my sister. So I actually have... Until Saturday, I may push it till Sunday um, of this week. But uh, so far, it's been uh, 16 days, but on the 17th morning, the 17th day, and uh, down 19.8 pounds. So I am literally uh, four pounds from my uh, goal of breaking 200, which was my I wanted to leave leave California under 200, and uh, I've been uh, 
doing some crazy stuff to get there. <laughs> if you guys are on my YouTube channel, I actually I actually would have been filming or videotaping my meals and my uh, cardio and workout activities and kind of giving people a day-to-day update. They were in the challenge of how what I was doing, exactly what I was eating and how I was doing it and, uh, and some of the you know car- double cardio days and burning 1,400 calories in a day. And, and just to prove that really, um, you know, if I'm going to uh, be the, you know, the, I am definitely the advocate of exercise with an HC diet protocol, but also wanted to prove that, you know what, um, I'm do, do, me doing a crushing uh, amount of uh, calories, uh, would I be able to sustain the menu, the diet? Would I be fatigued? Would I be, um, you know, would I have water weight, edema, and all that kind of stuff? And uh, and here I am well over a pound a day in, in weight loss. Uh, I mean, if it's an incremental over a pound a day, but the point is is that um, I also have had high energy and just really felt felt great. It was one day um that I felt uh, the fatigue and I actually had uh run five miles the day before and then ran ran another three miles the next day and, and that uh the five miles is as far as I I run in a long time. And if I don't know if you guys have listened to my show in the past, for months I was having back spasms that literally stopped me from running dead in my tracks. I mean I could literally barely much less walk down to the corner much less run. So for two and a half months, almost three months I went from doing, you know, a lot of intense running cardio or jogging on a daily basis with my wife, and then all of a sudden I couldn't. So it was really frustrating for me, and I was tweaking my diet and, and trying to figure out what was causing the the pain. And, and usually it seems like whenever I get really clean and really, uh, you know, my diet, and actually it was also me working at my computer and on the couch, and my wife finally told me to go back to my desk, which did help. So me being able to run, you know, three miles and two miles and then five miles was, uh, I mean, I was a complete blessing and I was extremely grateful. So the only time I felt that any fatigue was from uh, doing that back, hitting that five-mile mark and then being really late about it and then trying to go out and do it again the next day, uh, which I felt being, I thought I was really tired. And honestly, I was a little hungry too when I got back. So um, just to let you know that definitely, um, you know, through my video log, I've proven that, uh that exercise is not the uh, you know not the Achilles heel of causing you not to lose weight on this protocol, but there is a balance and and I you know I listen to my own advice. I mean I even tell people my you know my coaching clients and my and my people in the challenge that you have to listen to your body. So I spoke you know, I definitely you know shared in my video that I was feeling fatigued and tired and I ended up taking a complete rest day the next day um, to recuperate from just feeling feeling that fatigue. And so as long as you listen to your body and you understand what's what is going on with it and you just when you wanna when you want when you really feel like you you feel like you want to, you know, exercise and kind of burn out some extra calories, do it. And if your body tells you you want to back away, back away and uh and, and, and you'll find out you'll get really good results. So, you know, I was you know, I'm really happy where I'm at right now. I, I can tell you the first week, like many of you guys and many of us are on the protocol, you know, it doesn't seem like you couldn't seem like the weight was coming off fast enough or the or the image in the mirror was not changing uh quickly enough for me, especially not being comfortable with having not having my my six pack and not having, you know, a flat stomach for I mean I've been kind of you know, been kept worked at keeping it that way for the you know, last three years. So even that short period of time for it to, to be completely swollen and out of whack was just really uncomfortable. So the first seven days I was really uh, just impatient. <laughs> so I, you know, I understand where everybody else is at. But it's amazing how really when you hit a certain 
it's like I don't, I don't you know I think it's like I don't know it's not about a certain poundage, but it just seems like yeah, I don't know, your optical reticular finally looks and you kind of go oh and the Danny Danny even said oh it looks I can see you're starting to lean up again so it kind of I clicked over and my body finally started to respond and show the massive inches and I lost a lot of inches to I think my uh, total inches uh, lost I think my last measurement was uh, close to 13 inches so. Um, just so you know that uh, the 21 day cycle has uh, been been very intense, but it actually uh, it's working. And my goal, like I said, is to get to uh, lean lean as I can and under 200 in the next. Uh, I got four more days to to make it happen. <laughs> so let's go on to uh, phase three and talk a little bit about that, and then talk about traveling on phase three or even vacationing on phase three because this comes up a lot, and it's usually can um, really kind of cause people some problems end up and actually end up putting on, you know, a considerable amount of weight while they're on vacation or while they're trying to navigate phase three away from home. So um, first I'm going to go through the basics about phase three, what it looks like, what it's about, um, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to share with you some of the tips and tricks that Jamie and I are, are implementing and have implemented in the past in order to try and uh, minimize any kind of um, not stabilizing in phase three, especially if you're away from home. So those of you who don't know, if you're new to the protocol, phase three is um, the midway point of the ACG diet. You have your, you know, phase one, which is just a couple of days of loading. Then you have phase two, which is the fat loss phase, is where really your body does releases most of its uh, most of the body fat during that period of time. And then in phase three which is really um, I consider to be one of the most important phases of the protocol because this is really where you actually stabilize your weight and locking in your weight set point. And according to Dr. Simeon, this is also the opportunity where you can actually reset your hypothalamus gland. And that is the gland that really has been controlling your your uh, weight set point for the last, you know, however long, <laughs> however long you've had a weight problem. And what that looks like basically is that your body is now calibrated at a certain weight that every time you've dieted in the past, you've been able to lose a certain amount of weight, all of a sudden you stall out, and then when you stop dieting, your body goes back to that exact weight set point or even higher, and there's a reason for that because that's the calibration. So the, the premise behind Dr. Simeon's protocol, um, especially in phase three, that once you exhausted the fat bank and released the body of the abnormal fat, you then were able to reset your hypothalamus in phase three, but it took a specific um, regiment in order to do that. One of the uh, one of the different criteria in phase three that you don't experience in phase two, that is literally strictly a no starch, no sugar um, phase of the protocol, which means you literally cannot eat any sugars or start any refined sugars. Not, even though that's not different, so much different from phase two, it is um, specific to phase. Um, to phase three because you know starches and sugars actually cause your insulin to spike and that's what releases more fat cells. So in phase three, you have can't have any sugars or starch, but you also cannot gain or lose more than two pounds. And this is where really people have a problem, especially when they're going, wait a minute, I'm not even near my my end weight where I want to be, my goal weight. Why is it necessary for me to lock in my stabilize? I'm just going to go on and do another phase. And so I, I give people the, my analogy to, to kind of try and give you a reason for this, and not that this is Dr. Simeon's words, but this is my interpretation because it makes sense to me, and hopefully it will make sense to you. 
Um, and, actually, and also, this is back, it's back to a little bit of research on my end. But the point is, is that as I talked about your your weight being calibrated, your body being calibrated at a certain weight set point, and that's what your that's the barometer in which it knows that if you fail to to stabilize your weight in phase three, and you move on to your next phase, and your goal is to lose more weight. Without a ceiling, without a new ceiling, say you lost 45 pounds on your first phase and you went from, you know, 250 to, two, you know, 205, your body still remembers your weight set point being at 250. So as you're trying to get to, say, 225, it's your, your body's weight set point still wants to try and get back to 250. So without calibrating and recapping it off at 225, your new, your, or 205, your new weight, um, you you make it you kind of make it more challenging for yourself to lose more weight in your next phase, and that's why a lot of people say, well, it came off really easy the first time around, but why is it not coming off as easy the second time around or third time around? And that's because you're having your body's having an internal battle. So that's why I really stress that regardless if you have you know another hundred pounds to lose, um, give your give your body the fighting edge to be able to cap, give you a new ceiling to your weight set point and so you can move from that ceiling and, move, and actually lose more weight. It's also, if you look at it like the scales of justice, in other words, it's not considered balanced if you allow your body to swing, have dramatic weight swings. So you eat something, you go up two pounds. Then you do something, you go down two pounds. And you go up two pounds. That's not considered stabilizing. You want something to be stable means that it's steady, it's, in, it's firm, it's in the same place, stays within a certain calibration. Um, so that's you have to look your when you're looking at your phase three diet results, you're trying to maintain that two pound ratio and stay within that two pound ratio. Now, I've you know, that Jane and I definitely developed some tricks to make it easier to do that. Now, um originally in the phase three it was kind of like a trial and error type of thing. You'd eat something and you think, well this seems okay, it's not a sugar, it's not a starch, or maybe it is, I'm not sure what a starch is, and your body would swing up and you'd gain three pounds. And then you try and do a correction, which I'll cover the corrections um a little bit later in the broadcast. But then you couldn't understand, well what why did I swing up two pounds? Then you try and get it under control and bring that weight back down. What happens very often is that people will have a two or three or four pound swing. They're able to get back two pounds of that with a correction, but now their now their weight set point is increment has, has just creeped up another two pounds. And then what happens? They eat something again a couple of weeks a week later, and it swings up again. And next thing you know, they're only able to recap a, a, a one of those pounds, and now they're up four pounds. And it's not uncommon for people to leave phase three anywhere between three to seven, sometimes 10 pounds, um, with a 10-pound gain because of the fact that they either didn't immediately do the correction or they have not, they weren't able to correct the total amount of uh, weight that they gained. So after experiencing this ourselves, excuse me, a piece of water, we started to do some playing around with the um, the foods and the and 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 I, and I'm a researcher, you know. It's like I I get curious. I want to know why something doesn't work or why something does work, and it can be a blessing or a curse. But we, you know, we once we already figured out that protein was hugely important in phase two. Um, what, how important was it in phase three? Because now you had more foods to open up for you in phase three. Now you could have legumes and nuts and and other fruits and dairy products. Um, so now your menu got a lot more. Um, advanced or a lot, uh, you know, at least it, it got more variety in your in your menu, 
And it still had to do with, you know, calories as well. And in the original protocol, it didn't talk about calorie restriction. It didn't talk about protein restriction or actually protein, increasing your protein levels. It, all it talked about is no sugar, no starch. Well, that, to me, was a recipe for disaster because the reason why this protocol worked so well is that people had a step-by-step guideline at phase two of exactly what they're supposed to eat, exactly how many calories they're supposed to have, and exactly what they could and could not have. When you give someone too much latitude and now they have to figure it out for themselves, they have to go with trial and error. And frustration, trial and error, will, will lead people to just keep settling for a different weight set point. So Jane and I put our heads together and we decided we were going to play an experiment and we, we were guinea pigs in, our, in a phase three. And, and this is the phase three after we'd lost weight. So we, we definitely did a lot of research to our book by actually doing the protocol and trying different foods and recipes and, and what have you. And that's how we kind of came up with our book. But one of the things we realized that, you know, the high, if you kept a very high-protein diet, almost very similar to the Atkins diet, um, had your fruits and your vegetables as well and had your nuts, but it was also, you know, trying to take your body from a 550, and if in our case you're following our protocol from 550 to 750 calorie diet, depending on your athletic input to the diet um, protocol, that going from that to now, you know, unlimited calories would be a real shock to the body. I mean, it, it really, reasonably, if your body's been in, in the zone for 43 days or longer or shorter, eating, being locked in a certain calorie uh, restriction, regardless if you have HCG, you don't have HCG in your body. If you suddenly start flooding it with three, 4,000 calories or 2,000 calories out of the gate, it doesn't know, what to, it doesn't know how to, to process all those calories at one time, so it's going to do what it did in the past. It's going to start storing that, that those calories. So... We implemented a theory that if, in fact, we found out what our BMR was, which is our basal metabolic rate, that's the rate in which your body naturally will burn calories, and everybody has its own metabolic rate, and that's what made this so interesting and actually made it make sense because that way you're not giving, so not giving a blanket formula for everybody when everyone is not all people, not all men or women are created equal. So each person had their own uh, basal metabolic rate based on their end weight, and calculating if you're a woman times 11 and if you're a man times 12. And by getting that number, it would tell you that these are your maximum daily calories that your body could consume and you would actually maintain your weight. And mathematically, if you ate, you know, 10% or 20% less than those calories, you would lose weight. And if you ate 10 or 20% more than those calories, then in theory you would gain weight. But if you stay within your, me- your basic metabolic rate um, and, ate, and ate, ate those calories, your body should be able to digest and use that fuel and be able to maintain your weight. So we tried that. But another thing we tried, okay, so say that my, my BMR calculation said that my maximum calories today were 2,700 calories. Well, okay, I... Five hundred to seven hundred fifty calories to twenty seven hundred calories the first two days out of the gate, it would be a little bit too taxing onto the body on my body. So I said, okay, well let's let's just go. We've been used to five hundred or seven fifty. If we can go to a thousand or eleven hundred, if mine's twenty seven hundred, I got some leeway. I'll take it up to thirteen hundred. That's a lot more food than I'm used to, and I'll break it up the next week. I'll go to two thousand, and then the following. All right, guys, then my Skype dumped me again. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm, I'm, I'm hardwired in, so I don't, I'm not real happy with this Skype thing dropping me like this. But anyway, 
Um, I'm back, so I hope you can hear me. If you can hear me, you can tell I'm back. Just go ahead and push one on your phone so I can just make sure that everybody can hear me. Um, sorry about that, but it just dropped the call. So where was I? So anyway, um, it basically, so once we figured out that we would just divide those calories, and we didn't do it evenly, but we kind of just gave it, you know, natural increments up over the over the three-week period of time and had our our menu basically is six percent protein, and then we you know basically divided the fats and the carbs. We really had no problem maintaining our weight. We're like, hey, this is something new, and nobody else had had come up with any kind of formula for phase three. And so we tested it, and we tested it with our kids and our family members, and we're like, hey, this seems to seems to work. Hence, this has now become the uh, you know the phase three ritual for our book, and for people that are following the HE Body for Life. The reason why this is important because. If you fail to, to stabilize in phase three, not only does it set up set up an emotional discouragement, you get emotionally discouraged because now you can actually gain back a third or you know a third or twenty ten percent of your weight that you lost, or sometimes twenty or thirty percent of the weight you lost. So when you're going into your next phase, you kind of uh, you're still you're kind of going five ten pounds of the hole. It can be a little discouraging, um, but on the other hand, is that that people don't realize that that. You have to have a barometer that you – you have to know that you did stabilize. And so if you've had a complete three weeks of just bouncing from one end to another and having correction days, which I'll go into next, um, then you really haven't effectively stabilized your weight and you haven't effectively reset your hypothalamus, which means that your weight is going to bounce all over the place at some, as, soon as, you, as soon as you're done being off the protocol. So let's talk about correction because this is really, really important and I also want to clear up the difference between an apple day and a steak day because it seems like people get confused about when these are actually um, designed to be implemented. But the one of the and it's a, and I don't know why this works either, guys. I haven't figured, I haven't figured this one out yet, but I'll tell you it's a it's a pretty miraculous process. But um, one of the things Dr. Sidney has mentioned was that if in fact that you did exceed the two pound mark as far as gained more than two pounds, not necessarily lost more than two pounds, but if you did gain more than two pounds, then you immediately, the morning that you wake up and you get on the scale and you're 2.1 pounds or more over the last, your last weigh-in date, that you need to do an immediate correction day. And the options were doing a steak day. And that was taking, you know, he, and, and he said the largest steak you could find, but I mean, some, I, I've taken that to the, to the ridiculous and had a two-pound steak I couldn't even finish. Uh, I, I, it doesn't need to be that ridiculous. But I mean, basically, you know, whatever your choice is. But I, I mean, I've had a one to one and a quarter pound steak and, and enjoyed every minute of it and have it with the, either an apple or a raw tomato, and that would correct the um, the edema going on in the body and, and actually reverse those pounds you gain. And lo and behold, I got to tell you that it was it it works every single time like clockwork, and it was like amazing. But the you know the downside to it is the state day that you had to fast throughout the entire day and then have your meal you know your dinner at whatever six five six seven o'clock or whatever you ate dinner. And for some reason, people that can be very, very difficult on the body, on their body, just you know, especially if you're hypoglycemic and you have low, you know, low, low, low blood sugar, um, whatever the case may be, some people get nauseous, get headaches, um, not eating all day. For me, I didn't have a problem with steak days. I, I kind of it was easier for me not to eat anything, um, but yet my wife Janie didn't really tolerate steak days. So it, there was some theory that you could do an apple day or a steak day, but realistically, the apple day is the most effective being done as a stall breaker and not as a correction because you you will get some water weight loss from a from a um 
Apple Day in Phase 2, and it will get you back to your, if you gained a, you know, a little over a pound or less than a pound, it will get you back under your mark, but you'll immediately find yourself, your, wa- your, water, going, your water weight being filled back again, and, you, and you, you, you'll be continuously bouncing back and forth over the two-pound barrier. But the steak day, that's actually giving you some solid uh, la- lack of protein in the body does cause the, the edema, the same edema that, that you talk, we talked about in Phase 2. But what happens is, is that uh, the steak day, I don't know why it works, I tell you, but it's really protein. It doesn't necessarily be steak. So we started doing some more experiments. And actually, I had a friend of mine that said, hey, you know, Colin, I couldn't do the uh, steak day because I have my hypoglycemic. So I tried, I, so I tried doing hard-boiled eggs, and I had six hard-boiled eggs. And I said, and she said, that, that really worked for me. And I said, that's great. Now, I'm one of those guys that I'll take someone's um, – their, their, whatever they say that works for them, but I'm going to try it myself because I don't like to speak um, unless I physically either know that that's the case because I talk to a lot of people. A lot of people listen to this broadcast, and I don't want to be giving out information that, that's not valid. But what you also will get from me, if I find something that works or that works better than any theories that I have or that are new or there's something that we've discovered, I'm going to tell people because it's not, it's not about my ego. It's about really giving you alternative is to make sure that you can succeed on this protocol. So the, I tried the egg day, and the egg day actually did work. And then I realized that it's not about steak. It wasn't about the steak. It was about the protein. And then there was the, you know, the thought about uh, yogurt and the uh, um, uh, Greek yogurt, doing a Greek yogurt day and, ha- and how that worked. And I, I said, okay, well, now let's see it now. And everyone kept saying it's a fat, it's a fat, high fat day. It's a fat day from the yogurt. Well, people don't realize Greek yogurt, it's got a very high content of protein. It's probably one of the highest protein dairy or products out there. And once again, it's, I don't believe it's the fat. It's my personal opinion. It's the protein. Your body needs the protein in order to calibrate your, to keep your weight in the control. So if you're having problems in phase three stabilizing, there's a really good chance that your protein levels are too low. And this is very easy to do because when people get opened up to new food, I can have dairy, I can have cheese, I can have this, I can have that, and I can have whatever. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're eating a high-protein diet that could be eating a, you know, a, a little bit of protein, a little bit of you know, carb, a lot of, bit of carb, a lot of carbs, and a lot of fats. Um, so my suggestion to you guys is if you're going into phase three or if you are in phase three and you're having any kind of problems at all stabilizing, um, to check your protein levels. And another thing that, uh, that Jamie was very uh, diligent about implementing and, and had me do it, and I hate tracking stuff. I mean, it's not my I, – I just hate it. But one of the things is that we realized because she I, – because I would go, wow, man, I haven't eaten all day. And she goes, well, what about that yogurt you had this morning? Or what about that handful of nuts? I'm like, oh, yeah. I would forget the things that I ate. So unless you track it down, track it in, this, in some sort of system – I can tell you right now, if you try to mentally calculate how many calories you think you're eating throughout the day, you'll be off by 50 to 60%. So if you think you had only 1,500, you cut, you probably had 3,000. And it's amazing how much calories are in certain foods that you don't realize. And so she implemented us using MyFitnessPal, which is a free diet tracking system. You can just go in there and you can put in your, 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 your foods you're eating, and it'll tell you how many calories a day you're eating. And also, it also subtracts your, your exercise you, you did for the day. So even if you, if you burned 500 calories, then guess what? You've got 500 calories more food you can consume if that's your choice. But what made that really interesting, because when I started plugging in the foods, I started realizing that, you know, what I thought was being, you know, staying within my 1,500 calories for that week, um, that, that necessarily I was, I was off. 
And that means if I was off, the good chance the majority of most people were off. So I also urge you to use some sort of tracking system for everything you're doing in phase three. Phase three should not take, you should not be any less diligent or any less anal about tracking your results in phase three that you are in phase two. Reason being because this is the most important phase. Losing weight on this diet is not a problem. That's easy. Anybody, you show, you shoot up, you show up, you follow the protocol, you eat the food, you'll drop the weight. Keeping the weight off for life has been the challenge of every diet known to man. The reason why this one works so well is that if you follow the steps from beginning to end just as diligently as you started, if you end just as diligently as you started, you'll actually reset your hypothalamus gland, you'll lock in your weight set point, and you will be obesity, obese, obesity epidemic free. You know, or it's obesity um, syndrome fee, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? The bottom line is, is that people start to check out once they've lost the weight and like themselves in the mirror. I look great. And guess what? Now I know this works. So if I gain back 10 pounds, I can just lose it again. Wrong mentality, people. you got to realize this is a lifestyle change, but follow the protocol as designed to the end. That means paying attention to everything you're putting in your mouth, exactly how many calories you're putting in your mouth. Because guess what? Once you once you learn and actually process all of the steps that this protocol has, has really retrained you to do, if you hold on to those, even 50% of what you've learned, you, you can really um, uh, save yourself from the yo-yo dieting and the emotional depression that comes along with it. With it. So, you know, in phase Phase one, the gorging phase, it's, 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 it's scientific and it's also psychological. It lets you become a glutton for all the stuff that, you want, that you've been eating anyway and, have you, and tells you basically to stuff yourself so you can't stuff it anymore. I know me as a kid, I don't know about you, my parents were funny. If I, if I complained about not having a certain – I could tell you a true story that on Thanksgiving, I don't know how old I was, maybe nine, and we had cherry pie for dessert – and my dad cut a piece of cherry pie and gave it to all the kids. And I looked over to my sister's portion, and I looked over to my little brother's portion. I'm like, why is their portion bigger than mine? Mine bigger? And I started making a big deal out of it. And my dad quietly took the cherry pie, and he put all the pieces back in the tin, put the tin in front of me, and told me to eat every bit of the pie. You want it all? You, you want to be a glutton? You want to measure? Eat the cherry pie. Well, my wife laughs because she loves cherry pie, but she knows that's the only dessert she can bake in this house that I will not eat. And that she can have it all to herself because I have not eaten cherry pie to that to this day. And that is, you know, I'm turning 50 here in, in a, what, a week or so. So, you know, that just shows you that the gluttony aspect, there's a, there's a, there's an emotional reason for that gorging phase. And then in phase two, you have the, um, you're learning portion control. You're learning to realize that it doesn't take a whole lot of food. A reasonable plate of food, a nice-sized portion is actually plenty of food for you to eat, but most of the time we're overeating. Most of the time we're overstuffing ourselves. We're being gluttons. And so you learn how to get portion control in phase two. In phase three is about learning what foods you can eat, um, but actually, you know, actually, and learning the calorie content of some of these foods. I mean, did you realize, you know, you think a quarter to a quarter cup, you get a bag of nuts because what a quarter cup of nuts is 150 calories, 180 calories. You think a quarter cup, well, that seems like a decent amount, but have you ever taken a quarter cup of nuts and put it inside an actual measuring cup? It's like literally 14 nuts. Well, you're having a handful of 40. So, in essence, you think you're having 140, 160 calories of nuts, and you're having 400 calories of nuts. So, I mean, this is what talks to me. When, you, when you're able to measure and see for those three weeks what foods look like and how many calories they are, when you're finally on your own, you're back to your, your phase four of life, 
you can look and go, guess what? I remember, you know, hey, guess what? Do you know a handful of nuts is, is, is really 140 calories? I mean, you, you, that's like 12 nuts. How many you got? 25? Well, you know, you got 250 calories. You become aware. You become conscious. You become present. And that's what we talk about in our book that, you know, the success in this protocol is consistency, and success after the protocol is staying present and staying conscious. So phase phase three, in a nutshell, they have covered the whole prospect of it, basically. Um, you know, you have your correction days. You can now implement using egg instead of steak day and protein uh, or fake yogurt instead of steak day. Some people use fake yogurt and cheese combinations for steak day. All of those have, have seen the show pretty good results. The steak days, by far, has given me the best overall. I mean, I've lost five, six, seven pounds on a state day, been up two and lost five or six. I mean, I actually went under where I was supposed to be. Now it's easy to get your your, your level your weight back up. I get to just eat more calories, but it's amazing how a state day works for me because my body likes beef. Um, for other people, beef doesn't work too well. For my my wife doesn't she does not like eating beef at all. So for her, you know, that it was a revelation being able to have hard boiled eggs or having the yogurt. So just as a recap, guys, phase three is about it's about um, uh, calorie. Calorie, um, be conscious of your calories, staying within your BMR, uh, no sugar, no starch, no gaining more or, or losing more than two pounds, and um, staying present on what, what foods you're eating and how much calorie these foods are, and you'll do really well in phase three. Now, I want to move in real quick and talk about traveling on phase three or even vacationing on phase three because some of us happen, especially coming to the end of the summer, and you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Well, I'll tell you that some people may not call what Janie and I are going to be doing a vacation, but then again, it all depends on what price you want to pay. And uh, for me, as recent as it felt, I mean, I, the, the memory of how I felt just just literally 14 days ago, um, completely bloated, completely just uncomfortable and not liking how I looked in the mirror, um, I, I would rather make, these, make these, these small sacrifices. So I just want to give you an idea of what we're doing in order to have a great time but also have a little bit of control over our environment. Now, we're going to St. Martin in the British West Indies. It's known for it's some of the best restaurants in the world, um, you know, French foods and all kinds of food. I mean, it has foods from all over the world. But you guys know when you're in a you know you're on a vacation and you're in, and we're not going to any kind of all inclusive thing but we base we strategically got our accommodations everything to match our lifestyle because that's to us being healthy and maintaining our health and, and maintaining our diet and, and living in integrity with ourselves is important to us. It doesn't mean, if it's not important to you, it doesn't mean you're a piece of crap. I'm just saying that these are the steps that we're taking. Um, so we're taking, uh, so actually, so our first step was to get a condo versus a hotel. So we weren't going to be relied on room service, that we actually have a kitchenette, a refrigerator, um, so we can make our, prepare our own foods. Um, go to the grocery store and buy the foods that we want to eat, and then we can dine out at our leisure on, on, on you know, whatever certain day, but not eating, ha not having the choice of only having to have fa uh, um, restaurant food or, uh, or um, room service is really a difficult place to try and navigate, trying to stay within, within your diet. So that was the first conscious choice we made for our vacation. The second conscious choice, well, and actually, you know, the very first conscious choice I tell everybody to make that that in our in our suitcase goes the travel scale. We do not leave here without a travel scale ever, 
Um, and if, every time we have, it's been a huge mistake. So we have a travel scale we take with us that's calibrated to our home scale. So we know exactly how our body, what we're doing, and how deep in a hole we're getting or not while we're on a vacation. But what the, what the key word is, it keeps you present and conscious of where you're at. Secondly was we chose accommodations that will allow us to control our dining or control our environment. Thirdly, and this is the first time we've done this, but we were going for 10 days and we knew we've been there before with our honeymoon, so we knew we had some, to make some choices. So the first time we actually have our suitcase for our luggage, you know, we have our carry-on stuff, and we also have a suitcase with food in it. Now, when I say food, I'm not saying we're not bringing, like, chicken and beef and that kind of stuff, because that stuff you can get there. But what we are bringing are our staples. I mean, things like we, we you know, we couple boxes of stevia, we're bringing coconut oil, we're bringing our brags, we're bringing um, um, nuts um, that because she makes a trail, we, you know, um, we have our travel food like she's making granola and mixed, you know, um, we call it a trail mix that we have to be, but inside the food thing we have our stevia, coconut oil, um, cocoa because she's going to make her, uh, I got the most incredible chocolate uh, peanut butter crunch dessert thing that we call the Crave Buster Crunch because literally when you eat a piece of this, it's so damn good and it's so satisfying that it literally kills any craving for anything else. You do not want to eat a candy bar or anything else um, after having having this. And it's something that we have in our refrigerator all the time. And you have to make it. you got to keep it refrigerated so we have the ingredients because we don't want to get someplace and realize, oh, well, we can't can't make this. Can't, we don't have that. And as you, as you may as a recap, if you guys were been on the show a couple of weeks back, where I was talking about before the challenge, we went to Colorado visit friends. We had the our intention was to make this dessert. We went to the store. They had the coconut oil, but they didn't have the cocoa. Or they were missing something, and so we waited around to get another ingredient to go to another store. By the time we did that, we were, we were into cookies and M and M's, and it kind of opened up a whole bad whole world. So by us having in our refrigerator in St. Martin, you know, the, some of the things that are comfort foods that are going to be healthy for us that, that will allow us to maintain our diet, that we can go ahead and eat out and have cocktails. And do all, I mean, we're not going to sit here and go to, go, you know, go to an island and literally not indulge in the cocktails or indulge in the local food. But the point is it's moderation, not gluttony. That's the key to success in anything. The bottom line is that if you're able to eat clean, through, you know, we're going to be hanging out at the beach all day, we can have our snacks, we can have our nuts, we can have our salad, we can, we can cook whatever we want, then we can go out for a nice dinner, go clubbing, have some cocktails. We're in control of our calorie intake. We're in control of the ingredients for at least 90% or 80% of the foods that we're taking in um, while we're on vacation. That will give us at least the ability to enjoy ourselves, but also feel safe. I mean, I, I tell you that I don't know how many times I've talked to people that are traveling and they're in a state of panic because they go, I don't know where I'm going to get my food or I don't know where I'm going to, how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to follow the diet. And I tried my best and I couldn't find this or I tried to make it bad. It's, I don't want to be stressful. I'm leaving on vacation to not be stressed. Why am I going to put myself in a stressful situation? So this was our way of minimizing our stress also controlling our, our vacation environment. And I'm going to film some of the things, the choices that we do. We've gotten really good at navigating any menu under the sun. And if it's got certain menus that, that literally there's nothing we can do because it's got sugar and everything, we choose to eat elsewhere. We love Caribbean food, and, and there's a couple of Caribbean restaurants, but one of the number one ingredients in most Caribbean food is sugar, I mean, and, and tons of sugar, sugar and salt. So there's certain, we look at the menu and we see what's in the ingredients, and say, just, there's nothing here on this menu we can navigate around, so we go and make another choice. And, and trust me, there's 100 restaurants to choose from, so that shouldn't be too difficult. But this is a part of 
choosing the lifestyles you want if, in fact, you want to live a healthy life and you want you there's some certain sacrifice you have to make, and that's a part of just being conscious and making choices. And can you absolutely indulge? Um, absolutely. You know, we live kind of a lifestyle where we eat, we clean five, five, six days a week, and then we kind of go nuts on whatever you want one day a week, and that seems to work for us. We're off protocol. On protocol, this is my thing. I know that i got to navigate sugars and starches. Well, okay, well, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's either easy or hard, depending on how you look at it. And so I just choose to have all the foods that I love in phase. I love phase three. Phase three, I live in phase three pretty much most of the time. And Janie's made so many different dishes that, 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 it, that have gotten around the whole pasta or around the whole starch thing that I now know what foods to go after. They give me the same kind of satisfaction without, uh, without the worrying about the starches. So that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the step that we're taking. And so if, in fact, you're going to travel or you need to go on a family reunion or you need to go on, on whatever a meeting, plan ahead, guys. If, you know, it, 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 if you can, put yourself in a position to get a, you know, get a, a, a hotel room or, or, or accommodations to have a kitchenette and a refrigerator so you can actually go shopping, so you can actually prepare some of your foods. Obviously, if you have to go have business meetings, you, you can have one or two meals that are outside. Of, you, know, you, you can navigate a salad and chicken breast and, and fish and, and phase three is a lot easier because it doesn't have to be a certain kind of fish or a certain kind of meat or a certain kind of vegetable or a certain kind of fruit. Just no sugar and no starch. Um, if you're really smart, you'll learn how to make the dessert that Jane and I have. You keep that in your refrigerator and you learn how to make it. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about eating any crap. I'll tell you that right now. It's definitely the bomb biggity um, dessert. And I, and I and I have to be completely honest with you because it's in our refrigerator all the time. I've I've actually been able to eat some of this chocolate and still drop close to twenty pounds. And I, I shouldn't be telling people that because but I have a certain work ethic that not everybody else. If I eat a calorie, if I take in a certain calories, because I know the ingredients in the in the, in the, in the chocolate thing she makes is there's nothing in it that's going to set me off my protocol or, or solve my body. It's about calories, so I can go if I know that I'm willing to burn the calories. Um, then I can in, I can indulge in certain things that and I'm at a p- point in my protocol that I have that kind of I know what my, I can get away with. If your first time you're doing the protocol, don't play the game because you, you'll, it'll backfire. But if you're somebody that has the work ethic and diligence, uh, like my boy CJ who just worked out every single day, he did his cardio every single day, burned 1,200 calories every day, he can get away with eating that. Or you're, if you're young, I got. Uh, Bridget in the um, challenge right now. Not that I'm telling Bridget to have any of this chocolate stuff, but the point is she's on the treadmill all the time. She's she, she's busting her butt. She sees the results. And so when you when you're in that kind of work ethic, guys, there's certain things you actually can enjoy and not and not. Um, now, I'm probably going to regret that I even said this, but I speak the truth, and the truth is, you know what? Uh, I've had a good time <laughs> on this phase. I've been very strict about the, you know, I've burned some major calories, more calories than I think I've burned on any other phase I've ever done. But, you know, I also, um, uh, you know, I also you got to have a couple pieces of chocolate every now and again. So, and that I was, it was worth it for me. So, I just wanted to share that with you. So I'm going to open up the lines. We have a few callers here on the line, so I'm going to open up if this sparks any questions. Uh, just know the podcast, as always, you can always replay it uh, later on iTunes and download it on iTunes. 
Um, it's gotten a lot of popularity, but I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of views. So I'm really glad that the message is getting to people from all over the world, and I'm hope I'm bringing some value, uh, you know, some value content. That's why I thought it was important to go through the uh, the phases uh, every at least every two three months. So if you're new and you're you happen to be in this phase, that maybe there's something you heard today that will actually help you reach your goal quicker. Because that's really what we're all about. We want you to succeed. We don't want you to make this a yo-yo diet. We want you to get to the end and feel your true body within, get your sexy back, get your, you know, get your, your swagger back with your fellas, and, uh, and live a powerful life. And that's really what it's all about. So if you have any questions, uh, you know, put the one on your phone, and I'll put your hand up, and then I'll start taking calls. If not, I'll think of some other things I can cover here before we end the call. Um, I know i got to go for a run here. i still got to stay within the... <laughs> I still got to pound out some more calories today, so um, I know I got my run and it's nice run. It'll be like nice sunset run, so it'll be great. Um, but that's kind of that's it, guys. I mean, really looking forward to um, um, this vacation, and it's going to be very interesting. I just said we're going to be filming some of the choices we make um, while we're on vacation to kind of do like a little uh, eat this, not that, while you travel. Um, and and I'm going to play with it. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to. Put, put it. I have a tendency of putting things on myself or projects on myself, and then I feel like I got to obligated to complete them. So if the opportunity arises, um, and we have an ability to actually um, make it make it an educational um, time while we're there, and still not have it be stressful, then I'm definitely going to try and, and film and and get and bring back some some data of, of how best to navigate being on vacation and being on the protocol. Uh, and definitely, I'm going to bring back my numbers. I'm going to speak the truth, and, and and my goal is to come back lighter than I left. I mean, realistically, I I think with the swimming we're going to be doing, the running, and just being in the ocean and and having a good time, and the dancing three hours at night, I'd like to come back. Uh, you know, I'd like to come back at uh, you know at my all time low at 193. That would be the bomb big thing. Now that would be a whole new book altogether. How to go on vacation and come back seven pounds lighter. I mean, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> so anyway, um, if if you have any questions, you hit the pound sign or the one sign your hand to go up if not then i'll i'll close the call out and and my feet do the walking and get get the jogging um so i guess i'll sign out so you guys i appreciate you being on the call thanks for being here um if you have any questions or concerns uh email me at uh, colin.watson22 at gmail.com and i'll be more than happy to get back to you i definitely will not be available by phone um, in the uh, over over the, over the vacation, <laughs> so email only, and I'll probably spend maybe uh, two or three days uh, every other day or so returning emails um, I can because I'm really there party and have a good time. I only turned 50 once, so I'm gonna really spend some time with my wife and chill and hang out. But I definitely will. I know it's time that she's laying in the beach for five hours, and I don't want that much sun. I'll have some time to chat with you guys. Also, another cool thing I'm gonna be putting up uh, if you guys have checked my YouTube or just check your email if you're on my list that I got this new iPhone and uh, so I'm going to be doing and it's got that uh, FaceTime so what I'm going to be doing is actually putting up a special uh, page for people that want to have FaceTime with me and instead of you know getting your coaching or, or your call you have a question I like to know who I'm talking to and, you know and meeting people so I'm going to be you know if you if you go to that you get the email and you go to that special list I'll give you my private number you can call to give you FaceTime um, and so we can have some actually some some inner face-to-face connection. Um, so FaceTime with the AC Diet Coach, and that way we get to connect. And I had the real good pleasure 
um, of having a, a guy that I coached a year ago, um, Jermaine West, uh, that um, lives in Ohio. He was actually visiting here in California. He visited a good friend here in California, and he came by, and, we, and they, were, they were here uh, yesterday. Um, and they stopped by for the afternoon. And I got to actually meet face-to-face someone that I coached over a year ago that uh, changed his life. He dropped 50 pounds. He is now help- he's now in California because he's literally helping his best friend he's known for 25 years go through the protocol because he's so busy and, uh, and his wife is, is not dialed in. So, so he needed somebody to help him make his meals for him and kind of coach him through the program. So Jermaine is sharing the love. So he's literally here for 40 days side-by-side with his friend helping him uh, – uh, cook his meals for him and walk him through the protocol and spreading the love. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Jermaine and Barry uh, for coming by yesterday. We enjoyed seeing you, and I, I guess I love to connect. And, and we have met people from all over the world. So when I really get to meet you face to face, it definitely is endearing um, to us, and it was a real big pleasure. So you guys, FaceTime will be cool because I finally get to put a face with the name uh, since you guys get that advantage that I don't have. So um, so look for that email in your uh, email box on my list. It'll be called FaceTime with the HG Diet Coach, and this will be an opt-in page. You can opt-in and give me your name and telephone number, and I will then give you my private number that you can call me and we have FaceTime. All right, guys, so that's it. we got 11 minutes left, but I'm going to check on out and go hit the road and go take a jog on the beach while it's nice. And I uh, love you, Bunches. Thanks for being here. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm going to be down for two weeks. So this will be the last broadcast here until we get back after uh, uh, August 25th, 26th. Uh, so we'll see you then. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>